Everybody is excited about the holiday season, buying gifts for friends, family, loved ones. But there's some risk out there, isn't there? Scams, frauds, shoplifting, all sorts of crime. Introducing The Protectors. Inside criminal minds from around the world. Presented by the IAFCI. Leaders in safeguarding consumers from fraud and scams for more than 50 years. And now your hosts, International President Mark Solomon and Chairman of the Board Michael Carroll. Hello everybody, this is Mike Carroll, International Chairman of the International Association of Financial Crimes Investigators. I am with Mark Solomon, our International President. Mark, how you doing today? Mike, I am in a festive mood. This is our 56th episode. It's coming out just before Thanksgiving. And what does that mean, Mike, when we talk about Thanksgiving and things that are coming up? We got to worry about holiday scams. Oh, yeah. Scams, frauds, shoplifting, all sorts of crimes. And, you know, everybody's uh, going out and uh, doing their shopping. Some early deals are out now. Uh, We got uh, Black Friday. We got Cyber Monday. Mark, talking about holiday scams, I was thinking about, like, what should shoppers, you know, do to protect themselves during the holiday season? So I thought of a prior guest we had, Scott Warren from Oak Brook Police Department here in Illinois. I thought, let's bring him on again. Another repeat guest. How about it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I love Scott and a good friend, and he he is a hard charger when it comes to fighting fraud and financial crime. So, Mike, I'm going to let you do the honors because you know Scott very well. And I do. You know, I know Scott for probably over 20 years. And, uh, you know, when I became a U.S. Postal Inspector, you know, one of the things I tried to do is get out into the field, meet new detectives from different agencies. And I got an opportunity to meet Scott, and I learned a lot from him on credit card fraud identity theft and things like that so hey for any new law enforcement personnel out there when you get involved reach out to experienced detectives and local law enforcement they're a great tool to help you out with your investigations so scott is currently the assistant shift commander in investigations at the oak brook police department he's been with oak brook police department for over 20 years since 2002 and has been in investigations for 13 of those years uh, he's been a patrol officer, officer in charge on patrol midnight shift, a detective, officer in charge of investigations, acting supervisor in charge of investigations, task force officer, part of the major crimes task force, and also task force officer as part of the public integrity team. Scott is also a board member of the Cook County Regional Organized Crime Task Force, and this year he became vice president of the IFCI Illinois chapter. So he is a busy guy. He is. Scott, how are yeah. you doing today? I'm doing well. Good morning to you, Mark and Mike. How are you guys today? Great. Hey, Scott, I forgot to mention one more thing. You're a TFO with, uh, with the U.S. Secret Service. I am. Newly sworn in. Nice. Uh, I guess some people at the Secret Service like me, I guess. <laughs> so that's good. And now, uh, Scott, I'm, I'm wondering, is your business card, it must be by 8x10 by or 8x11, because I don't know how you fit all that stuff on there. Uh, you know, it just shows you, shows our audience what an incredible investigator you are and how passionate. So uh, thanks for coming on to the podcast today. Oh, I appreciate being invited. Thank you very much for the opportunity to speak here. Yeah, Scott, Oak Brook is in the uh, western suburbs of Illinois. They have a great mall there, Oak Brook Mall. 
Uh, we were talking earlier, some of the major malls, Mall of America, outside Minneapolis, uh, King of Prussia, that's in the Philadelphia area. The size of the Oakbrook Mall, isn't that one of the biggest here in Illinois? Uh, yes, we are. We are one of the biggest retailer malls in, in the United States, and also we're an outdoor mall. So that even makes it harder for us to navigate through a lot of the of the calls we go through. And Scott, uh, for our listeners here, this podcast is coming out the day before Thanksgiving, so I know everybody is excited about the holiday season, buying gifts for friends, family, loved ones, but there's some risk out there, isn't there? Uh, what happens around this time of year when it comes to shopping and fraud in malls? Well, what happens is you got a lot of scammers trying to, one, use counterfeit credit cards in the mall, use stolen credit cards in the mall. You know, you got to worry about pickpocketers in the mall. You got to worry about people following you to your car and breaking into your car in the malls. So there's a lot of things you have to worry about when you go shopping. And, and we don't want to scare our, our shoppers. We want them to come out and spend lots of money to support the economy and the businesses. But right off the bat, can you think of some very um, simple things and reminders for shoppers to do around the holidays? Well, first and foremost, I would tell them to be vigilant. You know, always keep your head on a swivel. That's why I always tell my children and my wife, they always be aware of who's around you and what's around you. Yeah, Scott, you know, when I go to the mall or I go shopping, I, I see people like walking through their car, looking at their cell phone as they're walking. And I remember last time you were on, you talked about that. Know your surroundings. And that's a big to do, right? Oh, absolutely. The majority of people are, you know, they don't pay attention to what's around them. You know, we as police officers try to be out there in, you know, full view of everybody to keep the, you know, the people safe when they're shopping, at least in the Oprick Mall. But you still, you have to help us and, you know, do your due diligence and be aware of what's around you. Stay off your cell phone when you're walking to your car while you're getting in your car as well, too. And Scott, I know, um, you know, retail theft, especially organized retail theft, is, is such a big problem here in the United States and globally. I just happened to be on um, Fox News site the other day, and I saw 28 people arrested in Oregon for retail theft sting that was held at one of the malls there. And this was just in 10 hours, 10 hours, 28 people uh, that were committing organized retail theft. I mean, uh, what's it like in your community at this time of year? And, uh, you know, why do you think it's so prevalent? Oh, I think it's very prevalent because there's a lot of people out there. And when you, when you fit people committing these types of crime in with all the other general public, you know, you're almost shadowed from all that stuff. So people don't even pay attention that what you're doing. You know, the criminals, you know, they mix themselves in there. So when the criminals are out there walking the malls, you know, they, they mix in with the customers that are out there also shopping. So for the, for the lay person, they're not even paying attention because they just think they're out there shopping. But, you know, for the most part, security personnel for a lot of the stores do a great job of trying to keep an eye on them as, you know, as best as they can, whether it's on the floor watching them or whether it's through surveillance cameras. Hey, Scott, is there like one specific crime that you see more during the holiday season? Well, right now, you know, of course, you're going to see more retail thefts than anything. And right now you have a large, vast majority of uh, organized retail crime people from across the country and even out of country that come to big malls like the Oprick Mall to commit these types of crimes. 
Yeah, Scott, I gotta, I gotta emphasize that that it is a, a transnational type crime. I've been with the financial institution now for more than three years, and it's not just criminals in your communities or nearby states. We're seeing foreign actors coming into the U.S. and committing uh, ORC type crimes. So, um, Scott, I wanted to ask you another question here, too, is whether it's boosting uh, straight-out shoplifting, whether it's using counterfeit credit cards or to make purchases, where does this merchandise go after the fraudsters obtain it? Well, a lot of times if they're local ORC groups, you know, they go to your local fence that they know in, whether it's in the city of Chicago or elsewhere, they go there to sell the stuff. And they usually get 50 cents on the dollar for all the merchandise. But in the ORC world, in the bigger scheme of things, a lot of these groups send this stuff back to their country of origin to sell there or to you know give to their families. Scott, how prevalent has uh, marketplaces on the internet uh, now? Does that give the fraudster another avenue to get rid of the merchandise that's stolen or purchased fraudulently? And then are they able to sell it for more than 50 cents on the dollar? Oh, absolutely. The internet has really, you know, jump-started them for selling the stuff online. Uh, You'll get your one-off boosters selling their stuff online for almost full price. You know, they got to save a little money to their consumers when they're selling them, but they're making huge profits off this online selling them. Uh, Scott, you mentioned, too, during the holiday season, a lot of credit card fraud going on. Last time we had you on the show, you talked about it. Uh, If you're going shopping, right, you want to just take maybe one or two credit cards, the ones that you're going to use. You don't want to fill your wallet or your purse up with credit cards. You're not going to use them in case somebody tries to steal them things like that. And you also mentioned in the past, too, if you're going to do a purchase, it's better to do it with a, with a credit card than a debit card, right? Because credit, you have an opportunity, if it's a fraudulent purchase or a purchase you didn't want, you're able to get your money back quicker than if you use a debit card. Oh, absolutely. It's always better to use a credit card when you're making, especially large purchases, right, for, you know, over $100 or whatever, uh, it's way better to use a uh, credit card versus a debit card. Like I said, I, I I tell my wife all the time, don't carry large cash on you, carry only one or two credit cards on you when you go shopping, you know, and keep your, your wallet or your purse, you know, close to your chest. So in case somebody does try to rob you and it just makes it more difficult for them. Hey, Scott, I just wanted to go back. What if somebody is approached in a parking lot at a mall and be a victim of a robbery, what should they do when that occurs? Well, my advice to them is to turn over whatever they want, right? Because human life outweighs everything else, right? If they want your car, they want your money, let them take it. Money and property can be replaced. Human life can't. Unfortunately, there's there's times where it's just not going to matter to the the offender that's committing this crime, they're going to do what they're going to do. We can't control that. We can only control what we do. So I would say turn over whatever they want, whether it's your handbag, whether it's your car, whether it's just your money. I would say just turn it over, and but be a good witness, right? Pay attention to what they're wearing, what they look like, what they sound like, what they smell like. All that will help law enforcement to find that person, right? When we're investigating this type of crime, you know, pay attention to the car they're getting into or or which way they're walking or anything like that, but definitely just give them whatever they want and live to see another day. Yeah. Scott, great advice. We don't want to see anybody 
you know, trying to physically subdue uh, a criminal, you know, whether there's a they see a weapon or not. If they say they have a weapon, they have a weapon. So please don't put yourself in harm's way. And uh, Scott, you know, the other thing, too, is I know it's probably a very emotional situation uh, when somebody is robbing you. But, you know, when I used to train some of the bank uh, managers, employees, is that, you know, that suspect is already amped up. He's wired up. So the worst thing that you can do is be wired up and nervous and upset. So it's hard to do, but you just want to try and be compliant, uh, respectful. Don't call them any names. Just like I said, turn it over. And, you know, that's the most important thing. Oh, absolutely. You know, you want this to end as quick as you can, right? And that's why I said just give them what they want and let them go. Scott, just to go along with your saying, what are some other common sense things that shoppers can do to prevent themselves from being a victim of a robbery? I mean, like parking in a lighted area would be one. Um, is there any other things you can think of? I'm thinking also, you know, when you shop and you come out to the car, maybe hide where you put your packages, you know, your gifts and things that you buy, maybe put them in the trunk, something like that. Oh, most definitely. I would say, you know, when you're first going to the mall, whether you're going during the day, Try to park as close to an entrance as you can. Try to park near numerous other cars, which around this time, the mall's always going to be busy. So always try to park as close as you can to the doors, right? If you're coming at night, you want to park in a well-lit area, whether you're parking in a garage or outside. You know, you always want to be in a well-lit area so you, as a as a consumer, can see your surroundings and you can be vigilant of what's around you. And if someone does try to come up to you, at least then if you're in a well-lit area, you will be able to see possibly a face, unless they're wearing a face mask, of course, but you'll be able to see a face, a hand, you know, clothing, uh, which direction they go to if they get into a car, you know, stuff like that. But you want to be as, as vigilant as you can and, you know, walk the mall or go shopping with another adult. Uh, unfortunately, I know sometimes my wife takes my children and go, and sometimes you have to do that, but you have to be very vigilant. If you go with more than one person, you know, the criminals are not looking at that. They're looking for the person that's by themselves most of the time to make it an easy target. They're looking for the people that are on their cell phones. Stay off your cell phone unless you're walking in the mall with hundreds and thousands of other people, of course. Yeah, and uh, Scott, that's why I always go Christmas shopping with Mike Carroll, because he's got a bad hip, and I'm much faster than him, so I figure if there's any problems, they're going to take him and not me, so, uh, but in all, all I seriousness, too. I just thought too, that I, was because he looked <laughs> wealthier than you, I thought that's what <laughs> Well, it could be that, too. It, it could be, but, uh, you know, Scott, I want to go back to something what you said about head on the swivel. I love that comment, and you, you really emphasize it there in, in your last comments that is, you know what, we could get so preoccupied, oh, I got to, you know, get stuff out of the car, I got to put stuff into the trunk, you know, uh, take my seatbelt off, whatever it is. But that head on the swivel is, you know, that's the critical time because most people are going to get robbed either coming out of their car or when they're very close to their car and getting in. So um, what are some tips that you recommend uh, that they can do at those critical moments? And I would say that if you're putting, if you're leaving the mall after just shopping, I would make sure you put all your belongings that you just purchased, put them in the trunk area or the cargo area if you have an SUV or a minivan. But I would say get in and get out as quick as you can. You know, once you get your children in the car, if you have them with you and you get in the car, don't sit there and look at your phone and worry about where you're going next. 
just get in your car, lock your doors, put it in reverse or drive and, and pull away. You don't want to sit there longer than you have to, right? Um, because you don't want to give anybody a chance to walk up on you. Great advice. Scott, for the many years you've been in law enforcement and your focus on organized retail theft and other investigations, what are some of the things that law enforcement is looking for? Maybe the uh, the average consumer or shopper might want to be looking for, too. You know, for us, when we're driving around the mall, we're looking for cars backed in. I know a lot of people want to back in because they can get in and get out quicker. Um, for us, you know, the majority of criminals we arrest out of our mall, they're all backed in. That's because they can drive fast down an aisle they're not supposed to be going down, or they can drive fast on an aisle they're supposed to be going down. You know, so they want to get in and get out even quicker than our normal consumer that's sitting there. So I would tell everyone, you know, just pull straight in, especially if you want to put stuff in your trunk and you're backed in and a car behind you is, you know, too close. You're not going to be open and you're not going to be able to put stuff in. So I would tell everybody to, you know, pull straight in and let us look for the people backing in those people we should be keeping an eye on. Yeah, I just wanted to go back to what both of you were saying about keeping your head on a swivel and kind of knowing your surroundings because when I go shopping during the holiday season, I'm only thinking about one thing. What am I buying? You know, when I'm getting out of the car, I'm thinking, what am I buying for a family member? You know, not thinking about my surroundings, especially when I'm shopping on Christmas Eve around 3 o'clock, you know, trying to get gifts for family members. So I'm only thinking about getting out of the car, what am I going to buy, and getting back in the car and going home. So I like what you said about keeping your eyes and ears open, head on a swivel, and uh, knowing your surroundings. Um, the other thing I was going to ask, Scott, what if you're a shopper and you you witness a crime? You wouldn't want these shoppers to come forward, make a police report, contact the Oak Brook Police Department. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. For us, anybody who witnesses a crime in Oak Brook, um, we welcome them to call the police department. Call 911. It'll go straight to our dispatch center. And I can guarantee you're going to have officers responding to that crime because you know, we, we protect our mall and our shopping centers like no other because you know that's what we've always done here in Oak Brook. Our chief is a very big proactive person and wants our officers in the mall, around the mall, around our shopping centers. Um, that's one thing our chief really hits home to everybody every year, actually all year, not just during the holiday season, but more towards the holiday season because of course, we're gonna have more shoppers in the mall every day as we inch our way closer to Christmas right? Starting Black Friday through probably Christmas Eve, Eve, you know, our mall is, there's always going to be anywhere between 10 to 30,000 people in our mall at any given time. And Scott, for our listeners, I'm actually excited about this because uh, writing an article about it should be coming out shortly, but there's a new type of fraud out there that's gaining a lot of attention and probably a lot of people don't know about it. And it's called quishing. Q-U-I-S-H-I-N-G. And it's says, you know, synonymous with the words of phishing, smishing, and vishing. Uh, but now fraudsters are using QR codes. And I'd love to take credit for this, but I have to give it to Alex Campbell from the County uh, Mecklenburg uh, Police Department in uh, North Carolina who brought this to our attention. And what the fraudsters were doing in his area, they were taking these QR code stickers and placing them on meters to park. So 
operators would get out of their vehicle, they would take their phone, they would scan the QR code on the, the parking meter, but it was redirecting them to a fraudulent site where they were putting in their card number, their expiration date, and three-digit security code. So, you know, be careful. The fraudsters are so tenacious in their abilities to come up with new types of frauds and scams. And this one is scary because not only can you give away your account information, but it also can be used to install malware by you scanning that QR code. But we're going to have an article coming out about that. Anything new, any trends uh, that you're seeing, Scott? Uh, for us, it's always been the same old retail thefts, you know, same identity thefts, credit card fraud. I do like the quishing one, if you said. Never heard of that. Yeah, but I am gonna keep <laughs> me my, neither. I'm going to keep recently. my ear and eye out for that one now. But uh, that, that's, <laughs> uh, that is new and very inventive for these guys to do. And like I've said before, you know, technology is our best friend, but it's also our worst enemy. And, you know, these guys, yeah. they're usually a step or two ahead of us all the time. Hey, Scott, if I go one step further about uh, protecting yourself, not only over the holidays, but every day. You know, we had an incident here in the Chicago area where a young lady went to an ATM, and uh, during the robbery, she was murdered, and um, uh, suspects were caught later. But what do you suggest for those that want to use an ATM? Uh, what are some preventive? Uh, myself, uh, I think don't use an ATM. I think you're better off going into a store like a Walgreens and using an ATM at that location. But if you had to give... Any advice for somebody? Again, I think it relates to what you're talking about, uh, holiday shopping. Know your surroundings. You know, put your head on a swivel. What do you think of that? Oh, absolutely. So this, when I go to an ATM every now and then, I get as close to the ATM as I can, but I'm always looking in my rearview mirror. I'm always looking at my side mirrors. As soon as I see somebody approaching on foot, I'm just going to pull away, and I'll leave everything there because that money it really doesn't matter to me. Right, They can have it if they want it, but as long as they don't take me away from my family, I'm okay. So that's what I do when I go to an ATM. I look, I get as close to the ATM as I can so nobody can fit in between my car door and the ATM. And then, of course, I can pull away right away. Always leave your car in drive. Don't put it in park. Leave it in drive so you can, you know, you can get away quick. But I do like the idea. I, I do go into a Walgreens every now and then. Um, there's ATMs everywhere that you can go inside and retrieve some money if you need to. Scott, another thing that I'm seeing trending too is these uh, barcode switching tactics. So the fraudster goes into a store, removes the barcode sticker uh, on the merchandise. Maybe the item is for $20. And then he goes and puts it on another piece of merchandise that's $100 in value. And they're going up to the self-checkouts or they're going up to a cashier and they're paying, you know, 10% of what the true value is. So I know a lot of our listeners are consumers, but also a lot of them work in the retail industry. So do you have any tips on employees uh, being watchful for this type of activity? Oh, most definitely employees as well as police officers. They have to keep their heads on a swivel as well, right? So when they scan that item, and they look at their monitor and it's $20, my guess is they've seen that merchandise 100 times before and know that it costs $100. You know, they should probably say something to their manager or call their manager over and just say, hey, this just doesn't seem right. 
can we check this merchandise with another barcode? You know, can someone bring me up a, another one similar to this? So they, as well as us, have to keep their heads on a swivel as much as, as anybody. You know, what I like when I go into big retail stores, I'm seeing even at the self-checkout lines, they have employees there. And I know it's probably to help if there's a problem or a scanning issue, but they're also monitoring what's going on at that self-service checkout. So the fraudsters love to use those self-checkout lines because they don't want any attention. They don't want an employee looking over them. But I'm glad to see our retail stores are focusing in and making sure nothing fraudulent is occurring uh, at those self-checkout lines. Well, you also got to remember this time of year, you know, businesses are buying large amounts of gift cards for their, you know, their employees, you know, and that's something that, you know, the retailers have to look at as well, because they have to be able to determine, oh, is this really somebody buying for their employees, or is this a scammer buying, you know, 10 gift cards for $1,000 a piece, you know, so they really have to keep their heads on the swivel as well. You know what I love about our producer, Doug Taylor, Modified Media? This guy is always thinking. We are we are recording right now this podcast, and he is putting his brains to work. And he said, you know what? We need an acronym. We need an acronym to talk about that, to keep your focus on your safety first. So without further ado, I got to bring Doug on. And we did this within minutes. And boy, I hope all of our audience takes this advice. Go ahead, Doug. Well, Mark, thank you. Uh, and guys, great job on this show. It's really, really helpful to the to the public at large. And that's something as a producer I'm always looking at. What value can we provide? Let's just not have a conversation, but what can they take away? What can they take with them? What's something sticky? You know, in the production where we call it sticky, you know, something that just stays with you. And as you guys were speaking, and Mike, especially you, you were talking about, you know, you're shopping, it's late Christmas Eve. I'm a I'm a definitely a fan of that for whatever reason. Either I don't know what I am, but I, I wind up doing it a lot for some reason. And uh, but you're busy and you're preoccupied. And I thought, what if there's an acronym? What if somebody gave me an acronym uh, and said stop? And uh, you know, we were thinking about that. I came up with a couple of ideas. And you know, Scott, you had a great one. I was thinking, scan your surroundings, take note of things or people out of place, observe the behavior of those around you, and preserve your personal space and privacy. Scott, you jumped in and uh, instead of scanning your surroundings, which I love, you said slow down. And I think that's great. Scott, why don't you speak to that? Well, we're always in a hurry, right? Like Mike said, he was going shopping at 3 o'clock, trying to rush his way to get some Christmas gifts. But if he took his time, just slow down for a minute and then get out of your car and then, you know, observe everything around you, then I think that would work out a little better for people. Scott, how about this? How about slow uh, slow down and scan your surroundings? Just slow down, give a yeah. glaze, just look around. It goes back to situational awareness and, and having a head on the swivel. Absolutely. I yeah. agree 100% on that. Yeah, maybe we'll tighten this up and put it in show notes, Mark. What do you think? Not only that, I think this could be a national campaign. I think we get Scott out there. We do some TV ads. And and, and again, I mean, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Mike and I have the face made for radio. So, uh, you know, but Scott's a, a better looking gentleman. So we'll we'll put you, uh, uh, we'll make a movie star out of you. We get him out on the street, <laughs> put him next to a stop sign, and he could read it right off that. There you go. I love, it. I love it. Yeah, I like it. We'll get a stop sign made with that idea. thing on it. That's yeah, even better. Yeah, this is good Let's stuff. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. We'll, we'll crystallize this over the next uh, you know, few days or so and put something in the show notes. Nice. Awesome. All right. Go ahead, Mike. 
Hey, Scott, before we wrap it up, I got to ask you, you know, you mentioned that you're with uh, CC Rock, the Cook County Regional Organized Crime Task Force. Uh, I know you're out to the mall all the time, and uh, you meet with retail security, security officers at the mall. Um, how important is it to work with retail security, retail investigators, and share information and uh, work together? I think it's huge. I mean, when we started CC Rock back in 2010, the whole goal was to get private sector, law enforcement sector together, working together, sharing intelligence with each other. And I've always said, you know, the loss prevention can't, ha- they can't get a case without police. Well, police can't get a case without loss prevention helping them. So we really do need to work hand in hand with our private sector partners, you know, to combat any crime, whether it's identity theft or C work or anything else, we need our private sector partners more than anything to help us make a good case on a an offender during any criminal activity. Yes, Scott, I want to give a kudos out to all loss prevention officers. And I know Mark's on the private side and all the great financial crime investigators that are out there. And you're right, talking about you can't put a case unless you have them and working together. So, yeah, kudos to all loss prevention, retail fraud investigators, financial crime investigators out there. Yeah, Mike, and you know what? Like our three words we always use, it's communication, collaboration, and cooperation. That's what the IFCI is all about. That's what CC Rock is all about. So we work best as a team. Nice. All right. So, hey, Scott, uh, just real quick before we go, we have a couple of quick questions want to ask you, want to get your honest opinion. Out of the two co-hosts here, which one would be better suited to be a Santa in a mall? <laughs> Mike, Mike or I? Well, I would definitely, I'm going to err on the side of caution right now, but I'm going to say Mike. Okay. Just is because way, of his it, wisdom. His, his wisdom. wisdom. He's a little older, and, right. he's wisdom, you know, and he's wise, beyond, way beyond compare. But I'm going to tell you, he just recently had a hip replacement, so I don't know if the kid's sitting on the lap, he might get injured again. So, uh, you know, if not, I'll fill in for him. All right. Out of the two of us, who would you see is more like the Scrooge? Oh, definitely. I mean, got to say Mike again. I'm sorry. I just, I have to, because yeah. I've known Mike for 20 years, so I have to. He hasn't bought me lunch <laughs> he yet. Gets- he gets grumpy. I'll tell you what, you know, when, when he has a bad night at bocce ball or bowling, oh my God, he's just miserable. I mean, I could just see him taking Christmas trees away and presents under the tree and sliding down. Well, maybe not sliding down the chimney, but, um, but anyway, yeah, I saw Cole in his car last week. Oh uh, no. Oh, well, talk, geez. talk about Scrooge. I've seen Mark open his wallet and dust come out <laughs> trying to reach in there. Can't pull anything out of there and there's no money. That's that's uh, you know, not bad. You know, Mark, that's reality. You and I, could, uh, I just don't have any. You and I could go to uh, Santa at the uh, Oakbrook Mall. I'll be I'll be Santa, and you'll be you could be an elf. Definitely, we're gonna get calls on that. Yeah, we're getting calls on that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, Scott, we, we love uh, having you on the podcast. Like I said, you, you're such an expert in these areas. But I also want to thank you for what you do for your community, yes. uh, for your state, for the country. I mean, boy, there is not many people like you that are so dedicated and passionate. And uh, be safe out there. I hope you get a little time to spend with your family during the holiday season. And uh, thank you for really informing our listeners and making sure they're safe during the holiday season. 
Scott, like Mark said, wanted to thank you for coming on the show. And not only that, I wanted to thank your police department, the Oak Brook Police Department. Like I said, I've got to meet you over the years. I've always come out to you police department worked some cases together and i met a lot of your detectives and investigators and officers and you have one awesome police department from the chief down so thank you again scott for coming on the program oh thank you mike thank you mark for allowing me to be a part of this for my second go around i think it's awesome and uh i hope uh in the future we'll have plenty more but i also want to thank my chief uh chief brian strokis for allowing me to do the things i do in the mall and also want to thank the guys i work with uh, I have a great group of detectives and tech officers that I work with day in and day out. And without them, I wouldn't be who I am today and being able to do the things I do. So, But I do thank both of you for allowing me this opportunity to speak on your podcast. Well, there's a great example to our audience of an incredible investigator who's got a great heart, loves the people he works with, loves his community. So God bless you, Scott. And Mike, you know what? We're another episode uh, down, 56. I want to wish all of our listeners a happy holiday season. And we don't want you not to shop. Go out there, shop, have fun. Just be cautious and be safe. So, Mike, where can our listeners find us on the Internet? Yeah, Mark, you could go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast, you'll find us. IFCI Presents the protectors. We're there. We want you to listen. Uh, hey, Mark, we can look ahead, right? Our next podcast, we're going to talk about, again, holidays, protecting your mail, keeping an eye on your mail, watching for your packages and things like that, right? Absolutely. Looking forward to that topic as well. Like I said, I want to make sure our, our people are armed with knowledge throughout the holiday season and throughout the year. And folks, we want to hear from you. If you have a comment or a suggestion for a topic, or maybe you want to come on the show, maybe you're an expert in one of these fields. So shoot us an email at IAFCI protectors podcast at gmail.com and again mike if you forget 90 percent of what we said or where you could find us you could always go to the ifci website and that's iafci.org and we have a landing page for our podcast there so again thank you to our audience happy holidays and mike i'm mark solomon i'm going to be signing off from connecticut and this is mike carroll from chicago thanks for listening Thanks for listening to today's podcast. Remember, as you join the fight to protect our citizens, you're not alone. With more than 6,500 members from around the world, the men and women of the IAFCI are standing together with you. To learn more or to join the IAFCI, please visit our website at www.iafci.org. The Protectors Podcast is produced by Modified Media and is available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. The hosts and guests' opinions are their own and do not reflect those of management, employers, or sponsors. Listeners are encouraged to contact law enforcement if they suspect being a victim of a crime.